0: Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world's bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book from good to great, why some companies make the leap and others don't. There are many famous companies that have experienced a period of glory, leaving their peers far behind. But slowly, they began to not think about innovation, became content with the status quo, stopped seeking to improve, let themselves fall into the trap of complacency and consequently fell from the top to the bottom. The most typical example is Kodak. Kodak was once the world's leading film manufacturer. Its film recorded people's sorrow and happiness, glory and dreams for more than 100 years. But unfortunately, they have not been able to keep up with the new era. Some people think they stumbled in the face of camera manufacturers like Sony and Nikon, while many people don't realize that the world's first digital camera was actually made by Kodak. The ultimate reason why Kodak failed is down to the fact that they refused to kill their signature film, unwilling to move forward toward greatness and eventually died because of its inaction. The lessons of history tell us that when a company begins to become content with their current status quo and remains stagnant and complacent, the mansion that they once strove so hard to build up will fall into a precarious state. In order to avoid complacency, we should not merely be satisfied with being good, but also we should continue to strive for greatness, to enable our enterprise to be more dynamic and more long-lasting. So how to go from good to great? How to make the enterprise break through the bottleneck of excellence? How to set up an excellent management team? This book presents a set of ideas that can help most companies dramatically improve their operations and even become an exceptional company. The author of this book Jim Collins is a renowned management expert and best-selling business author, whose books include Great By Choice, Uncertainty, Chaos, and Luck, Why Some Thrive Despite Them All, How the Mighty Fall, and Why Some Companies Never Give In, and Built to Last, Successful Habits of Visionary Companies, of which we've also provided you with a bookie. He spent his early years teaching and researching at Stanford University's Graduate School of Business where he received the Distinguished Teaching Award. In 1995, he founded his own management lab where he conducted research on business life with leaders of numerous corporations and social institutions. Collins has also served as senior manager and CEO of world-renowned companies such as Merck & Company, Starbucks, times Spiegel Group and McKinsey and Company. Next, we will talk about the essence of this book from three parts and learn how companies can make the leap from good to great. Part 1, how to build an excellent team. Part 2, how to create the concept of excellence. Part 3, how to achieve excellence. Well, let's now look at the first part, how to set up an excellent management team in a company. First of all, an excellent team cannot be formed without a level five leader. What is a level five leader? This book divides the competencies of company managers into five levels. A level five leader is at the highest level, and they carry many characteristics different from other managers. Collins found that in the transition period of each company that makes the leap, those in leadership positions are good level five leaders. They put the company's interests first, have high aspirations, They are not only as good at organizing people and resources as other managers, but are able to move efficiently towards set goals or are fully committed to pursuing a clear and inspiring vision. Most importantly, leaders at the level 5 are able to bring their personal humility and professional determination to produce consistently outstanding performance. Darwin Smith, the CEO of Kimberly Clark, is the quintessential level 5 leader. He was unassuming, didn't boast and often spent his vacations digging pits and moving rocks on his Wisconsin farm. But at the same time he demonstrated a strong will to do whatever it took to bring the company to excellence. Even when Smith was seriously ill, he did not give up on his work. During his tenure, he was determined to sell off all the company's paper mills, because he saw the impending decline of the coated paper industry, once the company's core business. It was because of his decision that after the sale of the paper mills, Kimberly put all of its earnings into the consumer paper products industry and achieved success. Of course, to set up a strong management team, in addition to the need for a great level 5 leader, the ability of the other members of the team cannot be average. Otherwise, no matter how hard the level 5 leader works, it will be difficult for him to improve the performance of a whole team alone. The ultimate leap of any outstanding company is not by technology, competition, and products, but by recruiting and retaining good employees. Then you may ask what do great companies do to attract and retain talent? Collins' answer is, first who, then what? The company's leaders or HR managers should learn to see the strengths and advantages of others, so that they can find talent, make good use of them, and retain them. It's only when they use their strengths that each of them can improve the efficiency of the team, and the company can move towards greatness. Let's take an example from the book. In 1983, Wells Fargo began a 15-year excellent operation. This was thanks to Dick Cooley, the CEO in the early 1970s who built what even Warren Buffett praised as the best team and stocked Wells Fargo with some of the best talents in the industry. At the time of Cooley's tenure, the banking industry was undergoing a major transformation, hitting the whole industry with blow at that time. The stocks in banking sector were generally fifty nine percentage points below the general market, while Wells Fargo stock outperformed the market by over three times, all because of Cooley's adherence to the first who then what principle. So how did Wells Fargo do it specifically? The first trick is to save for a rainy day, planning ahead and getting the right people in place. Facing a very unfavorable external environment at the time, Cooley didn't bother to work out a strategy to deal with the transformation, but focused his energy on injecting new blood into the company when he took the helm. Whenever and wherever he found outstanding talent, he would find a way to hire them over even if there was no specific job to assign to them for the time being. Cooley believed that this was an important way to build the future of the company. The second trick was to ensure equal status for staff. This was also one of the reasons why no bank handled the change better than Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo employees were equal in status, and they were free to express their views in meetings. They often fiercely debated with each other to find an optimal answer. In contrast, Bank of America during the same period had a completely different internal environment where a large number of weak generals would just sit and wait for instructions from their superiors. A retired Bank of America CEO described the top managers of the 1970s as plastic people who had been trained to do what their superiors told them to. Other rank-and-file employees at Bank of America were not allowed to clash with managers or even express opinions. It was this difference that caused Wells Fargo's stock yields to skyrocket, while Bank of America's stock returns were not even close to the market average. In addition to these two tips from Wells Fargo, we need to note one more thing, being strict but not ruthless. Ruthlessness means drastic layoffs or firing employees without regard for their survival or well-being, especially during a recession. Being strict on the other hand means to act in accordance with rules and regulations at all times, especially when treating the upper management. In this way, excellent employees do not have to always worry about their future and can devote themselves to their work. Well, a brief summary of the first part. If you want to set up an excellent company, you must first have a level 5 leader to lead the team. But it is not enough to have a good leader, you also need to have the right talent and follow the concept of first who then what, only then can the company build an excellent management team. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play, get your free mind snack now.